0: Good morning, folks. Today we're looking at Mark chapter 14, verses 53 through 65. Heavenly Father, I just so thank you for your word. God, I just ask that as we we just take this time, God, that it wouldn't just be a time of reading and of listening, but God, that we would hear you, that your voice would speak to us. Lord, we don't have anything if we don't have you, and I just ask that you will open our ears, our hearts, our minds, and teach us, God, let us see your son that we may be transformed. Let us see the character that he has. Lord, just whatever it is that we need in this moment, Lord, we yield to you and ask that you would have your way. We're not here to gain knowledge, God. We're here to know you better, to actually spend time with you. So, Lord, meet us here in this place. And I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. So, Mark chapter 14, verses 53 through 65. And they led Jesus away to the high priest. And with him were assembled all the chief priests, the elders, and the scribes. But Peter followed them at a distance right into the courtyard of the high priest. And he sat with the servants and warmed himself at the fire. Now the chief priests and all the council sought testimony against Jesus to put him to death, but found none. For many bore false witness against him, but their testimonies did not agree. Then some rose up and bore false witness against him, saying, We heard him say, I will destroy the temple made with hands, and within three days I will build another made without hands. But not even then did their testimonies agree. And the high priest stood up in the midst and asked Jesus, saying, Do you answer nothing? What is it these men testify against you? But he kept silent and answered nothing. Again the high priest asked him, saying, Are you the Christ, the Son of the Blessed? And Jesus said, I am. And you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of power and coming with the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest tore his clothes and said, What further need do we have of witnesses? You have heard the blasphemy. What do you think? And they all condemned him, deserving of death. Then some began to spit on him and to blindfold him, to beat him and to say to him, Prophesy. The other, and the officers struck him with the palms of their hands. So we see Jesus, he's just been arrested and now he's actually, um, before the religious leaders and they're just kind of, it's a mock trial. They're they're just kind of making up whatever they want at this point. But the reality is they they had to find people to testify against him, but they had to find people that were willing to lie. So we see this is all unfolding. The twisted motives that they have are just all kind of unfolding and we see Jesus in the midst of this. But one of the things that really, that really stands out to me as I look, is just the, the way that Jesus responds. I mean, folks, the reality is he's God in the flesh. He's right. He's not wrong, but yet he's not defending himself. He's not arguing. And I mean, and these are things and the things that, um, he's being questioned about the things that he's being challenged on the things that they ultimately use to condemn him. Um, he could prove everything. I mean, he could, he could do a miraculous sign. Jesus could have done so many different things to prove to them who he was, um, because they were the ones in the wrong and he was the one that was right. But yet we see, for the most part, he just remains silent in the face of the accusations, and that just that just that just gets my attention, because how many times in conversations just around that we're in that we're having. Do either we or somebody else feel the need to make our point? We've got to make our point and make sure everyone knows we're right. Um, and even if it's not a right or wrong issue, how many times do we feel like we have to make our opinion known, that we think our opinion's important? Well, you need to know my opinion. What I've got to say is important too. so we, we fight and we jockey and we work to get um, to make our position known so that others would know what it is we have to say. But yet, in the midst of all this, in the midst of um, people lying and accusing him and all these different things, Jesus just remains silent. He knows where he's going. He knows the purpose that he's come for, He knows what he's accomplishing. And folks' reality is, I just we need it's important for us to have the same mindset to have our eyes so fixed on what God wants, the so fixed on our purpose and why we're here that we know when to speak and when not. Because we don't have to correct every error that comes to us. We don't have to correct every time somebody accuses us of something. We don't have to defend ourselves every time somebody does something we don't like. And folks, more most importantly of all, we don't need to offer up and give other people our opinions. Um, what we have to say, unless it's coming straight from the mouth of God, unless it's coming from a place that's going to bring life, most of the time we probably don't need to say it um, there's something to be said about the power in Jesus silence I mean it was his silence that 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 I can only imagine just just got them even more frustrated more angry because everyone because the natural thing to do is when you're being accused especially when you're being accused falsely is to defend yourself to fight back to Make known what you have to say, but that's not what he did in the face of all these accusations. He didn't speak out. He didn't, he didn't point out the falsehoods. He didn't challenge what they were saying when they asked him, when they asked him the question, um, if he was the Christ, he just simply plainly said, I am, and you will see the son of man sitting at the right hand of power and coming with the clouds of heaven. His answer did absolutely nothing to calm down the situation. Um, he actually, you can see that he just, it it was like pouring gasoline on the fire because the high priest's response was to tear his clothes. And that was a sign. That was a sign of grief, of, of anguish. Um, when they were, um, when they were in deep grief, they would, they would rip their clothes. They would, it was an outward expression of just how frustrated, how, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, how frustrated, how just, um sorrowful and it was that outward expression to let everyone know so and that's what the high priest does and with just with those statements it it was enough to confirm exactly what they wanted to and at that point in time they condemned him of death jesus words quickened or confirmed um his own death sentence i mean they already had in mind what they were going to do um once he was arrested Um, There really wasn't any way to change the direction that things were going outside of supernatural intervention. But the reality is that didn't even need to happen. Um, There was no need to change the direction because everything was headed in just the direction it was supposed to. So in the face of lies and accusations, Jesus knew he was on the right path. He didn't need to try and defend himself. He didn't need to try and change the course of the way things were going because they were going right where they had to go. So folks, as we get into different times and different struggles and different things in life, there's times when we want to try and make things better, make things a little more comfortable, change the direction that things are headed. But in the reality, sometimes we just got to walk the road and let God take us where it's going to go. Um, God's powerful enough that he can, if we're willing to let him. Um, He can guide, he can direct the paths in front of us. He can change the course of things in front of us. But folks, if we're willing, if we're going to have enough faith in God that he can change the direction of things in front of us, ought we not have enough faith in God that he can actually lead us where he wants us to go? Uh, How many times do we want things to get easier? Do we want things to be more comfortable? Do we want things to go the way that we want them to go? When in reality, God's probably got a different plan. If Jesus never went through the agony of the cross, the, the mock trials, we would never have our freedom. Then he would have just been some good teacher who did, um, mighty miracles and all these things, but then he would have ultimately lived out his life and died and been buried with everyone else. And what would have changed? But the reality is the things he was walking through, the difficulties, the abuse, the falsehoods, the accusations, it all led to a purpose. Y'all, you know, if we're going to follow Jesus, we need to follow Jesus. End of story. We've just got to follow him. And wherever that road leads, let it take us. Stop trying to um, make the road with Christ a little softer, a little, a little more comfortable. Um, I mean, Jesus even said that um, narrow is the way. Um, and difficult is the path that leads to eternal life and few would there be that find it, but broad is the way and smooth is the path that leads, uh, that leads to death. Folks, we're not, if we're going to follow Jesus, if we're going to pursue that life that leads us to eternal life and eternal life, remember starts here and now it's not just someplace we get to when we die, but it's a life now that, that enters into the purposes of eternity to the purposes of God, to the plans of God. It's not about comfort and ease. Um, folks, more and more, I'm just realizing that it's not always about that. That's so not what it's about. I spent, um, majority of my life trying to be comfortable, trying to get the things that I wanted, do things I wanted to keep everybody happy to make it. So everything was going to feel better, seem better, be better. But the reality is folks, that's not how life's going to paint out sometimes. Um, but when everything's going good, um, Oh, that's when it's like tempting to just kind of look at ourselves and say, man, I made it. I got it. I've got it figured out. But that's not always in dependence upon God. That's not always where he wants us to be. Um, I'm not saying he wants you to be miserable. That folks, that's the last thing. Um, Jesus said that we, we, he has come that we would have a life and have it to the fullest. Um, He wants us to have joy in this life, but joy isn't happiness. Joy is something so much deeper. Joy is not an emotion. Um, There's a place of contentment. There's a place of settledness that comes when we walk with Christ and we know that we know that we know that he is the one that is leading our steps and guiding us, no matter what that looks like. It changes everything. And Jesus gave us the example here. He, He kept his focus on where he was going. He kept his focus, um, on on the goal that he had, the goal the goal the whole purpose he was here was to go to the cross. I mean it was the reason he was born he he came, he lived us he lived an example for us to follow he he showed us the life we are told we are to live and we are in the way we are to walk and he went to the cross and he did it so that the life that he demonstrated for those three years would actually be possible to walk out. He came to accomplish it all, folks, and we've got to just fix our eyes on him, knowing that it's his life that we're following. If we're going to follow him, we're going to encounter some of the same things. So are people going to make accusations against you? Yeah. Are people going to get angry at you? Yeah, it's going to happen. People aren't going to like the truth. And it's one of those things that we have to walk into. And we walk through it and we respond however God leads us, but we don't walk through it arguing and just getting angry and spiteful and. Um, we've got, we've really got two choices when it comes to conflict and things like that, especially when it has to do with lies and false accusations. Folks, we don't always have to set people straight. Jesus didn't. Jesus didn't correct anyone. Um, he actually just confirmed what they were saying, um, when they spoke something that was true, but we've got, just looking at this passage, we've got, we've got choices, when we encounter things that are difficult, when we encounter things that are challenging, um, we can either walk through them and we can and we can embrace them like Jesus did, or we can respond like the Pharisees did and like the religious leaders did. Their response was to fight back, to make up lies, and to do whatever they had to do to get their point across and to get Jesus out of the way. Really, we see the attitude of heaven and we see the attitude of the enemy. Which attitude do you want? That's really what it's going to boil down to. Um, so where are we aligned today? I'm, we're going to wrap it up right there with just that thought that we only have two attitudes to choose from, the attitude of Christ, the attitude of the kingdom, or the attitude of the enemy, the devil, um, the attitude of hell. Which attitude are we going to align ourselves with? Um, it, it would seem like there's only one, like there's like, like it's a no brainer, Um but while we can sit here and we can listen and we can watch and we can say, oh, yeah, I'm going to have the attitude of Christ. I'm going to have the attitude of heaven. Well, okay, great. But are you willing to actually walk that out? Or are you going to just, when things get difficult, when things go away that you don't want them to, when you don't like what's going on, are you going to just kind of fall back and and say, well, for just a little bit, you just kind of like slip back over into that into that other attitude. It has to be an intentional choice to align ourselves with God, to let things go. I mean, to let accusations go. Jesus didn't respond to the lies that were thrown against him. Is it, are you going to be willing to maintain the attitude of heaven? And sometimes you're going to take the abuse. Jesus didn't fight back. He didn't yell at him. He didn't swing at him. He didn't do anything. He just walked out the road that was in front of him. And folks, I think that's what we're missing so many times is just walking out in faith the things that God's put in front of us. Um, And I'm not saying that everything that bad happens is God putting it in front of us, but we've got a path to walk. And if God's got a destination and sometimes there's some, and there's going to be some trials and some difficulties and some pretty gnarly, nasty stuff in the path, just because he's called us to the destination doesn't mean he's going to get everything out of the way. It means he's going to give us what we need to get through it and to walk through it. We've got to realize that the life we're called to live is the life of Jesus. And if he went through stuff, so are we, but we keep our eyes fixed on God. We keep our eyes fixed on christ and we walk out the life because we have a purpose we have a purpose for being here folks it's to reflect the light the love the power the authority and the truth of jesus christ to each and every person that we encounter so that we can walk through and that others would see our lives see something different no matter what we walk through and not see something different because everything's great but folks that they would see things that are they would see something's different because of the way we handle the adversity Because of the joy that we have, the peace that we have as we walk through this life with the attitude of heaven. Knowing that the world we're living in is not our home, but we have a much greater home that we're just walking towards. And one of these days we'll find ourselves there. But in the meantime, we're not just waiting to get out of this life and to get out of the difficulties. We embrace what comes and we just continue to focus on the purpose and the plan that we have, that God has for us. And what he's called us to, and that is to follow his son, to walk out a life that is Christ-like, that is righteous, that is holy, that is set apart and different from the rest of this world. God, I just so thank you that we have an example to follow. Lord, let us follow well. God, teach us to lay aside everything that doesn't align with you. Whether it's stuff, whether it's motives, whether it's thoughts. God, let us just lay it all aside and continue to focus our eyes on you. To focus our eyes on your son, on Jesus, and walk out the life that he lived. God, if it's moment by moment by moment we've got to lay these things down, so be it. We want to walk the road you have put in front of us. And we trust that you will keep us on path when we need to be adjusted, you'll correct us. Lord, I welcome your correction. I welcome your discipline. I welcome whatever it is you have in front of me. But God, no matter what I encounter, whether it comes from you, whether it comes from the enemy, whether it comes from my own foolish choices, God, let everything that I walk through, good, bad, ugly, or otherwise, let it build Christ in me. Let it build character. Let it build let it, let it. build my faith, strengthen my faith. Let it shape me and mold me to make me more like you. God, that when the people around me see me, they would see Jesus and nothing else. Lord, I thank you and I praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.